When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite Repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. The N-word. You know what the N-word is? It's no, no, no. It's the nuclear word. Eric Bryan had fun with that yesterday. We were talking about that uh, entire N-word thing that Trump said. Uh, congratulations to uh, Precision Aaron Plumbing and uh, New AC Super Boss Eric Bryan, who took some money off me yesterday on the golf course. Last minute, a real man wouldn't have accepted that bet, but would have taken his. I was up two hundred bucks on him, and I gave him the opportunity to not just double or nothing. We were about what we were a couple hundred yards out. Both of us hit a drive about the same spot. Either of us put this on the green. Over the water. Yeah. I say, you put this on the green, you win. Not double or nothing. It doesn't go square. It reverses. The bet reverses. I put it on the green. It stays even. Or it doubles. Uh, If we both miss, it just stays where it is. Okay. He put it on the green, like within an inch. I put it over the green. I went over. I'm too much man. I hit it too far. I have a problem. I hit it like a man. I didn't didn't try to just lay up baby style. I hit it like a man. He and that thing is leaning on the fringe, just barely on the green. I'm on the green. There I was, Venmoing Eric yesterday, a couple hundred bucks. It's garbage. A real man would have had to put it on the when I said put it on the green, I didn't mean to lean it up there like a little like it's in line to be on the green. But you know, it's what it is. Break any clubs? No, no, no. All right. No, that was a fun one. I mean I laced the shot too. I'm like, this is great, but it's gonna go. It rolled up about seven, seven or eight feet off the green. He did. To his credit, he put it up there. But boy, that was just as a... If it was me, if I was him, I wouldn't have taken the money because it's just barely on the green and that doesn't count. Like, I wanted a shot that was I'd be proud of. Like, that was an accident. He didn't mean that. But he, he 
he'll be back. He gladly took the money, and we'll we'll try again. And then I bet him. I bet him a hundred bucks. I bet him double or nothing. The reason we doubled, or I was up a hundred, and I bet him double or nothing that he couldn't hit. He didn't have his sandwich, and he went into the sand somehow. I don't know how that happened. And I said, uh, double or nothing, you can't get this ball out of the sand with a putter. And he swung that thing fifteen <laughs> times. Swing. I'm like, that's eighteen hundred. <laughs> that's thirty six hundred dollars. Seventy two hundred bucks. That was fun. Eventually made a bigger trap. So much yeah. No, no, he, yeah. It was a fun round of golf, though. So thanks to Eric for uh, a good day yesterday. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and also, uh, prediction came true. Uh, we heard it on Monday night. And uh, I, I knew that this was coming. And I was hoping he would stay toxically masculine. But Troy Aikman has issued his uh, somewhat of an apology. Basically telling everybody for his Monday night football controversy. Uh, that when he said uh, we got to get the dresses off, you know, take the, eventually the rules committee is going to take the dresses off uh, when talking about uh, roughing the passer calls. And by the way, if you watched last night's football game, I'm sorry, good on you. But yeah, Thursday night games have been terrible, and you're a Bears fan. Oh, it was horrendous. did you sit through it? I was like on my phone oh, half the time. It was brutal. just embarrassing. So awful. So I was telling you guys, hey, come on, spring training. Now, my try football to, season's <laughs> over. Try to watch it at a fun bar. Like the FanDuel Sportsbook down at the uh, Footprint Center. That was fun. But even then, ugh, I was watching it in a bar. It's terrible. But, uh, uh, yeah, he said the thing about taking dresses off on Monday night, and we all knew, ah, uh, they're going to try I, I, The minute it happened, I'm like, this is trouble for Troy. Because there's going to be... You were on it. You were tweeting. I'm tweeting. Unbelievable. I, I, couldn't, I can't believe what a toxic man you've become. So Troy Aikman, I was kind of hoping, would stick to his guns because it's really not a bad thing. It's not like he said something vulgar like, why don't they just pull the tampons out of these guys? You know, that would have been awful if Troy said that. I'm like, okay, you can't do that. There's, but, but taking the dresses off is a funny thing. Watch ESPN the next day. They're all over him about caveman behavior. And is this really where we want to go? This is a throwback to 70s, you know, anti-women. And I don't know how that's anti-women. It's protecting women. So it's a good thing unless they don't want it anymore. So yesterday he went on his... Uh, he goes on a, on a show, I guess, in, I don't know where, if it's in Dallas or whatever. Uh, but he was on there, and they asked him about it. And he goes, my comments were dumb. I should have never made them. Dumb remarks on my part, and i got to be better. i got to so, be a better man. Instead of just saying, everybody needs to lighten the f*** up. Again, Disney's going to make him do it again. On Monday night, I guarantee you, Troy will start the broadcast with, you know, hey, I just wanted to apologize. I said some stupid stuff. And I... I it, it's we. There has to be a time when we all just sit back and go, I didn't say anything wrong. If you were offended by it, to you I apologize. I'm not apologizing to a mob or a mass of people that tell me I'm a bad person. Uh, I said something that some people didn't like, and to those people, I'm sorry. But it wasn't that big a deal. Everybody needs to calm down. Not one woman, not one woman on the planet had her life change a little bit because of what Troy Aikman said. Not at all. So it didn't get in the way of anybody's pursuit of happiness or freedoms or anything else. It was just a guy who said something. And if you're so fragile that while watching Monday Night Football, Troy Aikman says something you don't like, that your life changes, you've got a lot of stuff to worry about. Troy Aikman didn't do a thing wrong. Saying, take the dresses off these guys is not a shot at the trans community. It's a shot at the referees. Take it for face value for what it is, but he's going to apologize. But he's so teaching the younger generation to say things like that. Good. Because they need to. Men, you know what? Boys need to be men. And there's a certain aspect of being uh, a male that's okay, that they're taking away all of it. 
What the, the been, toxic masculinity has become this thing that, like, anything we do as men it's bad. is bad. That's not true. And what, saying something like that, being like, hey, we're men, and we should be proud of it. We're not wearing dresses, and we're not being protected out there. It's man versus man. You know, it's in a boxing match, if you said, oh, they, they keep protecting the smaller fighter, the ref gets in there. I'll say, you got to get the dress off this guy. He's a man. Let him stand in there and take this. That's basically what he said. And being a man is not a crime or a bad thing. Would it have been worse if he said, um, we got to get rid of these powder puff rules? No. I don't even know what that is. Is powder like puff a powder a, puff football. Was it a girl uh, thing or yeah. is that gays? No, it's, uh, it's powder uh, puff for it could, girl yeah. football. I don't even, Brady, I'm so unaware of what powder puff okay, football is. Okay, then he could have said that. Yeah. Who pays attention to girls, <laughs> children's girls football? What kind of pedophile league is that? I've never no, heard of that. No, they do it. It did in college. They'd have oh, uh, that's kind of hot. Yeah, that's sexy. To get the sexy hot girls playing a little football together. They call it powder puff. Then right? they started beefing up a little bit, started taking serious, want to win the league. Yeah, they got thick. They got a couple of the lesbians to go out there and the, play. We'd have the sororities always battle each other. Yeah. That's kind of hot. And you guys, you so you guys would pit the sororities against we'd, each other we'd in coach, football. coach oh, the sororities. Because they were too dumb to do it on their own. Now that is toxic masculinity. And I like it. You should be allowed to say that about a wimpy guy. guy and put a dress on this guy over here. What a pussy. That's okay. Now it's toxic masculinity. Wearing a dress as a man is not a big deal. Yes, it is. To a man who doesn't want to wear a dress. Yeah, and then, you know, it's just this whole culture of trying to take everything everybody says. Take the dresses off, boys. How many coaches have said that? All right, guys. Out there playing like a bunch of women. Take the dresses off. Let's be. Let's get tougher. Men are known as the tough ones. Women are known as the demure ones. It doesn't mean you can't be tough. It's just what you are by comparison to us uh, men, us ape-like, giant, skeletal, uh, you know, bigger human forms. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, follow the science people, but that's exactly what we are. We're bigger, we're stronger, and that's the way it's supposed to be. Not bigger and stronger than all of you. And For hate, the most part. I'm going to go on a limb here, Brady. I hate to. Women cannot do everything a man can do. Oh. Say what, man? He can't. You know how I know and that? And there's some vice versa on that, too. No, there's not. Brady, there's not. <laughs> there isn't a single. Well, there is some that, like. Yeah. Uh, some stuff physically we can't do. Yeah, like give birth. Yeah. Although. Thank God. Old Tom Beatty's challenging that one over there in Chandler. He's got five he kids. Is. No. I can't think of anything offhand, but I'm sure there's things they can do we can't do. But I'm pretty sure if we saw them doing it, we could figure it out. You give me a few weeks, I can breastfeed. I'll get it done. But bottom line is, there, and, and the reason I can prove that is because of the Olympics. The Olympics separate the events, men to women, and the times for the men are always faster and always better. They've held up for a long time, the records. Yeah. And if you took a record for a man about 10 years ago, it would still be the record in women's running. So stop it. Troy Aikman didn't say anything wrong. Being a man is okay, especially in physical, uh, you know, combat, basically. We can do anything you can do. I remember when Ronda Rousey was being touted as the greatest fighter pound for pound in the world. Time to take on a man. And they started to say, she should get in there with Floyd Mayweather. Like, you do not want to see the bloodbath that would ensue if that woman climbed in a ring with Floyd Mayweather. They're both the same weight. That's worse. Because you want to put him in the same way, that means he's going to be, she's big and he's little. She's, he's lightning fast. She wouldn't touch him. 
a couple months later, she's at the ESPYs going, hey, Floyd, you like to hit women? Why don't you hit me? Like that was a threat, and I'm like, oh, I want that fight to happen so bad. A month and a half after that, Holly Holm took her head off. Another girl. That's got to stop. So Troy, Troy Aikman didn't say anything wrong, but it's going to come across as wrong, and he's probably going to have to make a big apology on Monday because now he's going around saying how wrong he was. I would, wouldn't you love it if one of these days the guy that is in this minor amount of hot water didn't make it worse and just went on and said, I didn't do anything wrong? You don't think what you said was wrong? No. Not even a little bit. It's all about the paycheck. Yeah, but why is that threatened over something he's right about? Why is that well, threatened by woke it? world? I know. Especially that, being Disney. But that's where I want a guy like Troy Aikman who doesn't need the paycheck, even right. though it's nice, to just sit and go, I don't need this. If this is what takes me down, it takes me down. I remember the dude who did, uh, what was that, Prairie Home Companion thing? Garrison, Garrison Keeler. Remember when all the, he walked me, away. the Me Too stuff started and somebody just whispered, hey, Garrison Keeler used to pinch my ass at work. The next day, Garrison's like, nah, this is over. I'm done. I'm retiring. Like, what? Nah, I don't care. We got a comment about the whole thing. I don't fit in in this time anymore, I guess is what I'll say. And uh, Lake Wobegon is closed. And then he left and we haven't heard a word. I don't even know if he's dead or not, but... It's like, I be gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I be gone. Out. Where's Garrison? Wow. You get accused of pinching a couple asses, and he came on TV and said, uh, yeah, I did that. And uh, what are you going to do? It was, a long, it was a long time ago. He used, to, he used to be allowed to pinch a chick's ass at work. Those days are over. I don't fit in in this world anymore. It's got nothing for me. So goodbye, we'll be gone. The Prairie Home Companion guy was man enough to stand up and go, F yourself, I pinch asses, it's what I do, I'm a man. <laughs> and he left. Troy Aikman, Hall of Fame football player, has to be careful when he says dresses that it doesn't radically shatter the fragile mind of some lady out there that's going to try to take his job for it. Is that something you should, like you said, protect the paycheck? Is that something you should have to worry that you're going to lose your job over? Well, not if you're in Troy's position. I mean, I mean, that guy's made his money. But I mean, it's and a, we'll continue to make his money. How is that a threat to your profession? Is what I'm saying. Is like, how is that something like, oh man, he can't work anymore? I wonder if it's the, uh, you know, so much the profession, profession, but or its legacy that the guys are worried about. Oh, that's a big part of it. Yeah, and that's, and I, he doesn't want to go out as the the sexist. But again, yeah. he didn't say anything sexist. So his he's still going to be if to people that are mad about it, which is nobody. Uh. You know, and the, and the comments on the thing, they, they drummed up a bunch of other ones. Uh, some guy named Mike, and I don't know what kind of man would tweet this. Troy Aikman's take the dresses off comment tonight. The implication being that some rules are girly. This man is an entire caveman. How are you upset at that? How come stuff won't roll off anybody's back anymore? It just doesn't add up to me that there are people that fragile. You're just a, you're, you're a pussy. Take your dress off. You're, you're the baby. <laughs> Quit letting uh, comments on your television dictate how you feel all day and all night to where the world has to change. Your voice must be heard. Troy Aikman said something I didn't like, and now I don't want him to have a job anymore. That's stupid. You're watching football, for God's sakes. What kind of man are you? It's Troy Aikman. I'm, I hate the Cowboys, but that's Troy Aikman. He's a man. Pretty soon it's going to be, well, we shouldn't be tackling in football. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of cavemanish now. It is a little bit archaic. But the flag's on. Maybe if the guys just, like, whispered, gotcha. 
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yeah. It would have sounded so much worse if you said, take the kid's shorts off. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a terrible you, you know? thing. I mean, we should go Penn State on this game and get those kids' shorts off, escort them into the showers. and Hopefully they Troy, get it right. What are you doing? Now, that's something you're like, Troy's lost his mind. That's not toxic masculinity. That is a stupid thing. But no, the take the dresses I, off. I was I'm, trying to say, you know, protect it like they're little kids. Yeah. You got to put a butt plug in that if you never want to get hit like that again. <laughs> what? There are things he could have said that would have been like, well, then this guy is just flirting with disaster. What he said was nothing. And I, I'm a, I knew it was coming. I'm disappointed Troy didn't just say, I didn't do anything wrong. Next question. Quit, quit hounding me on this. The way Charles Barkley does. When Charles Barkley got in trouble for calling all the women in San Antonio fat, all of them, he doubled down. It's a joke on the show now. If you watch the NBA on TNT... Like them San Antonio women, I tell you what, if you can knock the churro out the hand, they're not so bad. And he did all the time. <laughs> but good luck knocking a churro out of that hand. Those ladies is big. He, he jokes about it. Now it's a joke on the set. And when Ernie turned to him, Charles, thoughts? Would you like to apologize to San Antonio? Yeah, I'll apologize. <clears throat> I apologize that you people are so soft that you can't recognize how fat everybody in San Antonio is. I ain't changing. <laughs> and that was his apology. And everybody went, finally. So how can Charles get away with it, but because Troy can't? Because he scares the people that threaten. It's the same as Ricky Gervais. And Howard Mike Stern, wasn't there to tweet about it. <laughs> Adam Carolla. I swear to God, Adam Carolla might have taught me the greatest life lesson I've ever gotten. I was backstage at his thing, and I'm like, and he said something about apologies because we were going to do a segment on that on, the, on his podcast. And I said, uh, what's the things you had to apologize? I don't apologize to mobs. I won't apologize. Mob is never right. They're, they're, they're chaotic. And they have one thing in mind, and that is chaos. And I won't apologize. I'll apologize to an individual. And, I, and Gilbert Gottfried came in here and said the same thing. What was the biggest mistake in your Affleck thing? My apology. Yep. I shouldn't have done it. And I'm like, whoa. And then you start thinking to yourself, yeah, when you didn't do anything wrong and they force an apology, the next thing they're going to say is, you didn't mean that. You felt like you had to apologize. Well, that's not an apology, and you forced it. So it's just it's ridiculous. But, yeah, Charles is the best one. He's gotten in a few of them, and then he just looks dead in the camera. And Ernie's hand was on his forehead because I think the producers of the show said, Charles, you're going to have to apologize. You must apologize. And he said, all right. Well, next segment, we'll do that. It's like, all right, good. <laughs> Ernie will throw to you, and then you apologize. And he went off on the people asking him to apologize. You don't like it? Turn it. That's your choice. You don't have to watch me. I ain't changing. Those big old women in San Antonio ain't changing either. <laughs> he was talking about fat people in San Antonio. That's funny. Funny used to be great. And funny usually comes with a massive exaggeration. So that's why we love Charles. I think that's why he's so popular is because he's unafraid. And Charles gets away with it because he's, he's not going to back down to the mob and he the mob, also, he mob also runs takes it like a champ, too. Sure. Well, they, yeah, but it's a fun group. And it's like, yeah, they right. don't mean anything. But people that try to get them, you know, 
He's not backing down. Chappelle is not backing down, and he's under a huge amount of scrutiny from a specific group. And he's not attacking them, but he's certainly not giving them what they want. Uh, yeah, Ricky Gervais, Howard Stern, Charles Barkley, they all sit back and say, I'm not afraid of you. And then that mob starts to drift off. They look for victims. They're just like what we talk about with React Defense. They're looking for a victim. They're looking for a weak Someone person. that's going to fold. That will fold like a chair and then give them what they want and make them right. Because the second you make them right, they get power by it. So they start looking for other stuff. And if you're wrong, you should apologize. If you're joking or if you did it with, you know, no malice behind it, it's like, look, if you're – it's like if Brady said, oh, you got to apologize to everybody on the air. I'm like, no, I'll apologize to you. I've said that before when some uh, – the Catholic Church was mad and the guy said, you need a public apology. It was in Chuck's office. You're going to do a public apology and you're going to say it on – I'm like, no, I'll, I'll apologize to you. You come down here. We'll go face-to-face like a real apology and I'll tell you, look, for offending you and your, your system of beliefs, I'm sorry. But I'm not apologizing to everyone. I wasn't wrong to everyone. Not everyone thought I was wrong. The second I tell everyone I was wrong, they're going to go, oh, he was wrong. And then their mind changes. That's not the case. Imagine um, if Troy could have reached out to that guy, Mike, who tweeted that and yeah. contacted him mm. one-on-one and go, listen, hey, it's Troy I want to know. I'm sorry. I invited the entire Catholic diocese down to the station. Chuck was losing his mind. And I said, every one of you can come down here and I will apologize individually to each person that says that I hurt them. I, I will. I guarantee that. Well, we want it to be public. I'm like, no, I'm not. The whole city's not mad at me. There's no reason for that. A real apology would be me standing in a room with you as men, shaking hands and saying, I was wrong. I'm sorry. To you. Because I did something wrong to you. Nobody else. Brett wasn't mad. So I don't have to apologize to Brett. I don't have to make myself this giant scarlet-lettered martyr that says, oh, I'm, I'm a terrible person and everyone needs to know. That's not true. And they didn't show – A – they wanted that beat. None of them came down here. None of them said a thing. And they didn't it went, want to do it, it went away. No. They wanted me to embarrass myself. They wanted me to go out and say, we win, he loses, everybody needs to know this. And I said no. And luckily I had Chuck in my corner to say, you're not going anywhere. And they put a little pressure on for a minute and it was over. And the thing they were mad at, if you remember, was Bishop O'Brien ran over and killed a man. Yeah. And his first phone call the next day was not to talk about the dead guy he had on his car, was to get his windshield repaired. So we called the next morning, windshield repair shops, as Bishop O'Brien. Oh, no. And they got angry that we were making fun of the church. Like, your, your main dude killed someone. And you want me to, you publicly apologize. And the first move was calling yeah. auto yeah. glass places. You didn't places. call uh, ambulance. You didn't call any. You're, you guys are, and, then, and I remember Chuck and I'm like, you guys have so much nerve telling me I'm the bad guy here. Well, the Catholic Church had nothing to do with it. I'm like, no. He represents all of you just the same way you're saying I do. If anybody needs to publicly apologize, it's your whole entire group. And don't get me started on the kitty rape. Your bishop was liquored up behind the wheel. Yeah, and you and guys were going to protect that. a bloody that. trash You're can. trying to deflect onto some radio DJ. Yeah, that was... I remember Chuck was really upset, too. You don't want to mess with them. You apologize. No. You can fire me. And then he backed down because Chuck realized, yeah, you know what, that is a pretty terrible story. But they were mad at me for that. And they wanted an apology on the air. And I'm like, you want me to go on the air and apologize? I did apologize on the air that one time. Remember when we said the when Sheriff Joe said I was a terrorist <laughs> back in the good old days. And then it was the fake apology with the music. And I'm like, I'm sorry. 
And then the paper said he apologized, although it seemed sort of facetious. Sort of? Yeah. (laughs) And I should have said, no, 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 you should have written, it was, absolutely. None of of that was actually meant. But Troy Aikman's going to do his thing and protect his check. And I guess in a certain way you can look at it a different way also and say, Troy Aikman would do what I would do and just go, "Eh, what's the easiest route out of this? And you think the apology might be it. It's probably going to drag it on longer, but... The easiest route would just be to say, I, I didn't say anything wrong. And just be done with it. You're done. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm done with it. Because I think the majority of people would stand up for Troy Aikman in this situation. I don't think there's a lot of guys out there that are thinking, i got to get on board the, the, the lady train. Just, it's nothing. What I did love yesterday was a sentence that Parkland Shooter, uh, the kid who shot up the Florida school a few years ago, um, the one mom in her comments, because they're allowed, the family victims are allowed to say stuff. I love that. They, uh, she, she, she asked the prison to take care of this. That's She's the like, first thing I thought of oh. after having uh, uh, the story of uh, Feast. Oh, yeah. And uh, oh, the point gonna... that he made, he says, the real justice is served in, in prison. prison. Yeah. When, uh, yeah. Because Ali the Sadiq odds of it. someone, uh, they say, you know, one of the things they try to do is, well, the reason why the person's in jail, he goes, but they find out. Oh, they'll find out why you're there. That one, yeah. There's he's, people he's that known. went in after the fact, yeah. And because uh, be at first I thought, you know, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. How could a jury not feel, you know, this is the route for him to go, death penalty, whatever. Right. But I wonder if they're told, actually, if you do the death penalty, it's more tax dollars than to the. I don't think they care I don't about know that. About I think that. the deal on that one was they do want. Uh, Prison justice. I think deep down on this yeah. one, they want this guy to go wander the yard one day. They did it with Dahmer. So he just get life in prison? I didn't see the, the He did. So life in prison life. without yeah. parole. Yeah, okay. no parole. And, and there's only, I guess it only takes three jurors that... Um, yeah, I don't know how that works. I just know that they, he's in there forever. They want the death penalty. He's not getting out. Well, he's getting out, but... Uh. Oh, he's getting out yeah, in a body <laughs> yeah. bag. And that's the thing. Is that one lady, the mother of one of the kids, said, I, I, I hope... That prison handles this. I, I And she was like begging the prisoners, when he gets there, you guys take care of this. And you could see it in her face that that's the only justice that mattered. And I felt great watching it. That was Because we had another mass shooting last night. Some 15-year-old kid wandered around Raleigh-Durham and shot a bunch of five people are dead. Just wandering on a walking, uh, like a green belt. Just went out and started shooting. Nobody knows why. He's 15. Started firing away, and uh, yeah, so I, I absolutely like I like those moments of like people feeling their real selves, and it's just like you're out. And then the guy's brother made comments too, and he said, uh, "I have I'll have comments I'll make about the Broward County uh, court system and everything else, but that's not the time right now." I'm like, "What are you going to complain about? Nobody wants to hear from you. Shut up." Railroaded. Well, I don't think he was. I think he was. He basically he did say that my brother deserves to be in jail for the rest of his life, and. The sentence is actually worse than the death penalty because they know what's going to happen to him in there. If you, did you finish Dahmer yet? No, yeah, I haven't. Yeah. Oh, you, you didn't watch it yet? I haven't watched no. yeah. one episode. Uh, everybody knows how the thing kind of ends, but you don't realize that the prison guard— Justice was served. prison guard just basically goes, come with me. We're going to clean up the gym. And then he puts the one dude in the gym with him that has been just— had a hard-on for killing Jeffrey Dahmer for a long time in there. And he does his work. Boy, does he do some work, too. That's a, that's a great scene. 
Yeah, prison will handle it. Yeah, Ali Sadiq, who was in here a couple weeks ago, told us that that guy in jail, his name was Feast. Yep. And he said, anybody found out that you uh, hurt old people or kids or anything else? That's where the real justice came in. You're going to get sentenced, and when we find out what you did, you're going to get handled. So don't do it. But it was fun to watch that mom basically say, I would love for you guys to kill him. That would be a fantastic moment. That kid had to sit and listen to it. And I was with her. I think they should fire up old Sparky right there. You know, he, right, he, right in the, ju- right right in the there court. In that, right in the court so the families can sit and just go, all right, he's done. That's enough. No appeals for that kind of stuff. When he's, he's, he's going in guilty, he says he's guilty. What are we wasting all this time for? Buzz him right then and there. Slow. Slow burn. Cook it. That's inhumane. Yes, it is. Isn't that wonderful? I like that part. But, yeah, giving him the, the whole life thing is pretty solid. Yeah, you got to watch the Dahmer thing. And they're talking about like uh, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's resurgence uh, in popularity. Uh, they're trying to blame some crimes in other cities on that. Like there's a, there's a cannibal that did some work. I don't know if it was in the States or not, but they're saying that it was like, oh, it's inspired by the Netflix series Dahmer. That's what I was wondering if that was going to happen. But isn't that person, isn't that person going to do something horrible anyway? Is it, uh, ne- yeah, is it Netflix fault? I think, yeah, I mean, if I it's, think that's a legitimate argument. Yeah, if a TV saying. show is going to push you over the edge, you were just looking for something to push you over the edge. It might have just been somebody honking at you at the wrong time, or you getting a side eye at the fries from the guy who thought you were the morning show host. Oh, it's like you talked about yesterday with uh, with Dove the comedian. It's it's like the old Ozzy and Judas Priest. Yeah. thing. is it their fault? Yeah, no, no, it's the action you. Yeah. On to happier things. Brady, somebody emailed me and said, uh, did Brady say he's driving all the way over to Tomo Farms? That's in like 80th Avenue. What, 70, what are you getting in, free? Uh, Bethany. That's what somebody said. Who gave you the free one? Why don't you drive all the way over there? Isn't there a Schnepp Farms thing? It's like right down the road. I don't know. Um, downstairs, Kristen, it was her account, and she goes, hey, uh, you want to so check free. that? free. Free pass. Yeah. They were right. Um <laughs> that's all right we just didn't realize why you travel yeah 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 for but, zero um the timing was great because yeah. i was thinking about kirby's at that age where she wants to go drive, drive great things. distances yeah the shock factor no okay i didn't know that but yeah some i didn't know i don't know where that place is but they did an appearance out there a few years ago it's out there it's out there oh, it's, it's far out there, yeah. yeah and we assumed that brady wasn't gonna go Driving at least after I read that, that guy's 100 percent correct. You're not driving all the way out there unless somebody handed you some ducats. That's darn right. <laughs> exactly. You take pride in that. I'm going all the way out there. I live way far away. I almost turned you down for golf because when I saw where it was, I thought we were at the Raven. I looked at the thing again. Acatillo, and then just excuses started to roll through my head. Like, how do I get out of this? That's far. Hauling out there yesterday was that's rough. It was a long drive. You know how many golf courses I passed to go play golf with you at Ocotillo? For God's sakes, man. It's tough right now because of the overseeding. Oh, didn't care about that. It's well, tough right now because it was 35 minutes times. driving the freeway with all these ghouls. Have you been on the roads with these people? They're crazy. Make me drive for 35 minutes to go enjoy my day. And then I always think Eric to my- Brian would say, it's so worth it. <laughs> to hang out with Eric? Well, it's not that good. No, he, he wants oh. some money, too. Oh, yeah. No, he made a great <laughs> killing out of that. And then all I'm thinking the whole time is, well, now I can't even have much fun because I can't drink like a horse out there on the course because i got to drive for 40 minutes and rush hour on the way back. 
I monitored my drinking. I did, I did the responsible thing, and I poured the second one out when I realized we were an hour away from finishing. I'm like, all right. Full double vodka and soda on the grass. Come on. Yeah. And that was only because I had to drive for 40 goddamn minutes after we were done sweating and swamping on each other, me handing money over to Eric. What a waste. Yes, I agree. But it was fun. We did have a good time. And we were chasing a group of Asian guys that we started to hit into pretty regularly because they were going pretty slow. <laughs> I've never seen that before. Even running after their ball, yeah. still slow. Yeah, they, <laughs> we were running them pretty good. We put a couple shots on them. But, yeah, if you're going to play golf with us behind you, hurry up. We were yelling, take your dresses off. Yeah. <laughs> get your dresses off, bitches. Hit from the ladies. Can you say that on a golf course? You hit it from the ladies' tees. If you don't, by the way, for people who don't know toxic masculinity, if you don't hit it past the ladies' tees, the rule is you have to play the rest of the hole with your wiener out. Now, I've never seen this actually implemented, no. but that's the, yeah, you don't want to do that. So no. you, that's incentive to not hit it short of the ladies' tees. First off, usually that's a terrible shot. You've made a mess of things. And then, uh, you know, all right, wang out for the rest of the hole. I've never seen anybody actually do it. But it's fairly toxic to say if you can't hit it past where the ladies start from, you're a sissy to the point where you need to prove you're a man by whipping out your genitals. Or the notorious when you uh, hit a putt short and it's like, come on, Megan. Yeah, your yeah, yeah. say the guy's wife's name. Yeah. Nice girlfriend. Nice putt, Ronnie. Yeah. <laughs> come on, Troy. You know, it works everything away. <laughs> right. You basically say you putt like your wife would, weak and useless. <laughs> There are a lot of good girl golfers. Right. I wasn't playing with any of them, or I wouldn't, I wouldn't have said it to them. And I have done it. We've golfed with a woman, and she hits it short. Hit it, lady. <laughs> nice putt, Alice. There's commonalities on a golf green. Uh, and then the one that's uh, slicker than on a hooker's tooth. <laughs> that's when the greens are quick. Or it, yeah. <laughs> Brady's famous for putting, and it hits the hole. Ooh, off the labia. That's uh, usually <laughs> lipped out. <laughs> yeah, we got a whole bunch of them. Yeah, it's a, it's a game where gentlemen only, ladies forbidden, is G-O-L-F. And I don't know that anybody realized that way back in the day, but it's a place where we like to go to just be able to say whatever we want with a group of cool dudes. Could you imagine if any of the guys were like, hey, the labia comment. Um, that's toxic. Wouldn't you just beat him to death with a driver right there on the, on the Hey, Brady, I wanted to talk to you about that whole slicker than on a hooker's gold tooth. Is that necessary to talk about prostitution? I mean, my sister was uh, sex trafficked. I'm like, I don't need this. I, I don't that. need this. That's a guy hiding something yeah, that's not his sister. Don't bring your problems to my jokes. That's all. Shut up. I mean, my sister was a hooker with a gold tooth, and we used to watch slide off that tooth fairly regularly. Oh. And it really brought back, it triggered me. So if you'd apologize to me, my entire family, and all the hookers with gold teeth covered in, we'd appreciate that. Instead, it was a long-lasting comment that I heard from a 70-year-old guy in New York City that said that. I was golfing. He was the one who brought that to you? Yeah. He's like, he missed the putt. Man, that's slicker than... Yeah, I, I, I didn't know you were going to do that. <laughs> of a hooker's gold tooth. I don't know what that means, but he lived it. 
Somebody's yeah. seen that. Like, wow, that really slides off the gold one. <laughs> it's a regular joke. The other one's yeah. not so much. The other ones, it sticks. That gold one slid right off. It's like some sort of rain guard on it. <laughs> yeah. Some scotch guard? Yeah, what did you do to get that? So I want that on my windshield. Rain-X. It's Rain-X, that one, two. Because every time it, there it is again. Look at it. It just slips right down. I'm going to use that on the golf course with the boys. Excuse me, miss. Can you come here? We, yeah. we want to settle a bet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how many times on a golf course has that been said? You hit a putt and it goes, oops, must have tripped over your tampon string. Oh, yeah. It's constant. <laughs> and I swear if any guy ever said, hey, I heard what you said back there. That's really offensive to women. Yeah, I don't see any around. That's the point, right? I might have to take up golf. Man. Yeah, it sounds oh, you'd fun, love it. actually. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you you get your group of people, and uh, well, that I mean, that was the fun of it yesterday when we're swinging away, and those guys were running. It's like, oh my god, it, this is this is like a golf Hiroshima. We're making these guys run so much. <laughs> There's a group of nine of them. They'd have nine some. Gojira. We felt terrible after a while because Eric kept swinging. Yeah, and Billy, your friend Billy, would occasionally light one up. He's like, "All right, Billy, they weren't they were in the middle of fairway. That went over them. Didn't think I could get them. You can, <laughs> you did, and there's a dead one. We should take his dress off. You know, Billy, we need to talk about the whole sexism on the golf course. I didn't even talk to him. I just tweeted my disgust. Yeah, I, you know, and that's what I would do too if I had a Twitter account. Go, I'm golfing with a man who just won't respect women while the four of us drink and hit a white ball all day and i've screamed that too come on whitey the ball when you're putting it <laughs> come on whitey mine's worse because i like the yellow ball that's right yeah oh yesterday was really bad you can't start screaming at your yellow ball get in there you yellow bastard everybody sounds like clint eastwood from <laughs> gran torino on the can't get that yellow bastard around the corner anyway uh, and the other news, the Alex Jones thing continues on, too, because he's gone on to say, you can't silence me. <laughs> so he's going to keep going. The only way to I do that is about to, silencing. It yeah. was, we'll just charge you every time. Right. Kill me or uh, Yeah, he, he basically said, I'm going I'm to die in jail is what's going to happen, Bree. I just announced it. You can't get rid of me unless you jail me and kill me in jail. Well, that's what's going to happen then because – they're after you. And also, they're going to owe him broadcast equipment if he does yeah. go to jail. Do you the guys – yeah, access. that's true. Do the you guys have anything you're that passionate about that if somebody finds you a billion dollars for it, you're going to keep doing it? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't either. I don't have a voice that I feel is – like, I don't need a group of people to go, no, we can't – we have to hear from him. If that happened to me, I'd be like, geez, that's rough. I better, I better not do anything ever again. I don't have the passion for anything to ever say – I don't care what it is. The only way you'll, you'll the only way you'll stop me from doing this is to put me in jail or kill me. If those are the two options, I'm just going to stop doing that thing. It's not even close, but I got a buddy that still swears the referees took away the Seahawks Super, uh, Bowl. Super Bowl against the Steelers. <laughs> and I'm like, man, it's been almost 20 years. You yeah. got to let that go. And again, as a Steeler fan who won that Super Bowl, it's Jeremy Stevens. I tell Jeremy you, Jeremy Stevens the time. dropped all He's the passes. The one that lost the and Super just Bowl. because you had a bad call doesn't mean the next play should be an interception. Well, there was what sixty plays in that game, mm-hmm. and you made three. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, right. So Fifty-seven failures, three decent plays. Yeah, now it's, uh, people that get on that, you know, they get on their pedestal and start screaming about stuff. And if, if you got charged m- m- billions. That's a few hundred million dollars for you doing that. I'm like, ah, you can't silence me. You can silence me real quick. I get a couple hundred dollars. You might quiet me down. 
Well, it, you know, in his case also that I'm quiet, I still have to pay that. Right. Uh, I'm not quiet, I still have to pay that. But there's a well, self and there's And they're not going to get any, I mean, no, you no, know, no. no one can. But there's well, a self they'll, they'll, get it out of, they'll get it out of his business. Yeah. His business is worth about yeah, three. Sure. But there's a self-importance to that to me that screams, I'm too important to be quiet. And I don't know that that's well, true. I think I think you're right there, but yeah. I also think he sees that's the end of his income stream, and he's only what oh, sure. fifty something. Well, he has no income stream now. Right, he's done. Right, yeah. like even if he has an income stream, so, so why would somewhere. he? By, you know, it's not like that, he can write off. Right. And, uh, he's like, he was I'm going to do it. His people for during while yeah. the court was being while read. they were while they were sentencing him. He's like, I'm going to need a lot of help here, folks. I'm going to need you to donate. Alex Jones, uh, anywhere, Venmo, Alex Jones underscore six nine. It's not to pay my court fees. It's yeah. just to keep <laughs> this thing going. Gotta keep this thing alive. We got to. We got to. They're scared. They're silencing this voice. He's doubling down now because yeah. it doesn't matter. He can't, they, he's never going to be able to pay what the, what he's been uh, right fined. So he's just like, man, the hell with it. I'll keep right. going. Yeah. yeah. And there was a. I was reading. Killed. There's, yep, there's exactly a, a difference in the in the wording of the sentencing too, where it was compensatory and not punitive. If yeah. it was punitive damages, he could somehow wiggle out of some of it. But yeah. because it's called compensatory, it's all it's, gone. It's harder for him to get out of it. And it's harder for me to get out of like a gay frog. He gets stuck in a gay frog. That's what they want. The contrails come down. They charge a billion dollars. You got to keep that boy's alive. Yeah, if- and it's what he has always talked about about being silenced. Yeah, that, that, that guy was, standing up yeah. and saying, "No, you can't silence anybody." They're they're mad cuz they know I'm right. Now that's his angle. Yep. They're coming after me cuz they want me quiet cuz they know I'm onto something. And there is truth to like thinking maybe there is something to that. If Trip came to me and said, "We're going to dock you a check." Mm, I guess I quit. <laughs> like that I don't need to be here for that. Like, "Geez, really? Why?" Uh one check less, please. Uh that's going to keep me quiet. That'll make us Satan. full. I'm not going to go in the air and try as hard. You know that, right? You don't pay me. I'm not going to do this very well. I, it's the reason I show up. <laughs> I like it, but really, the reason I show up is because of the check. Every two Fridays, I realize, oh, this is fun. We're going to go ahead and get rid of checks. We know you guys love what you do and have a patent. Yeah, what, where did they go? <laughs> they all left. <laughs> where it gets frustrating is... Um, the the NFL fines, like I always think of James Harrison, just like yeah, the arbitrary fines. Yeah, the worst one in that case when they fined him was the same week that he was on the cover of NFL's hardest hits, and the hit he was fined for was the poster for the NFL's video. Yeah, the hypocrisy. And then they had to quick sweep that out under the rug because it was a hit on one of the Cleveland Browns, and he just jacked a guy. And it was a clean hit. The dude was falling down, and he was going in on him anyway. And they just they went face to face, and he blew him up. But that was uh, it was on a I don't know if it was a video or if it was on the internet, and it was one of the NFL's hardest hits on NFL.com. dot com. And they're like, we got to get rid of that one because that's evidently illegal. Yeah, I don't know. I just and there's those moments where you're like, eh, find me, I'll just leave. But it's a self importance. But again, Alex Jones's followers are going to love this. Because they're like, we're right. That's why they. And he knows keep... it. Yeah, I know. So he might actually raise. What if he raised a billion dollars and paid this off? <laughs> That's. I, I actually have oh. no problem with that. If he if he dupes his rubes for a billion dollars and he pays off his debt, then everything is whole. <laughs> I'd love to see it. Everything I would is too. whole. I would yeah. too. Yeah. Dupe the rubes is a great band name, by the way. I like <laughs> dupe the rubes. We're not. We dupe the rubes. Two, three, four. 
It would have to be hey, Rich, God damn it, I can't believe what just happened. I just looked at my bank account. $955 million. We're $10 million short, folks. Go to the tow port. Let's go to, let's go to the Tiffany ad. <laughs> Holy cow, look at that. I was expecting maybe $100 million. We have almost raised a billion dollars. do a weekend. Yeah, we can't get a billion dollars for like a charity or to cure cancer, but Alex Jones is, uh, we're at a billion. We did it. <laughs> we made it. And this is because you guys all know that. They're trying to make your kids their sex slaves and gay frogs. <laughs> the tears are of a clown. <laughs> so much has means so much to me. The annual Alex Jones telethon raises a billion dollars for him. Jerry Lewis used to get excited at $60 million. That was just a weekend, though. That was he should weird. put together the... The telethon to raise money for him, and everyone yeah. that's been canceled are the celebrities. <laughs> oh, that would be great. It's the Alex Jones telethon, Labor Day weekend. It's great stuff. Uh, I'm going to try to raise a billion dollars to keep me on the air. Coming up, Kevin Spacey. Here comes Kevin Spacey, and he's going to do a tap dance with the uh, New York Children's Choir. <laughs> Please welcome Bill Cosby. Yeah, Bill Cosby. <laughs> I can do some comedy with Bill Cosby. You can't silence me, and you can't silence yeah. Spacey. Here's Roseanne. Come on out here. This is good stuff. Roseanne's afraid of the gay frogs, too. Billion dollar entertainer. And for no reason at all, Norm Crosby, he's back. <laughs> he loves telethon work. Yeah, it would be pretty great. Uh, it's 7.13. What do you got on the big board of musical treats, Bert? Wake Up Song brought to you guys by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. Looks like it's going to pour this weekend, so now's the time to get that bike serviced. So head on over to Action Ride Shop. Check out everything they got in stock. They got the best wrenches in town right there on Gilbert Road and Southern. ActionRideShop.com is where you need to be. And on the list, we got Pantera, uh, Knocked Loose, Kill Switch Engage, Cleopatra, Tool, Metallica, Megadeth, but Lamb of God's in town tonight. Oh, yeah, that's tonight. Yeah. Well, then we have to do some Lamb of God. So we got Desolation on there. Lamb of God. Yeah, all right. Lamb of God it is. That'll that'll get you going on a Friday morning. What are they playing? Uh, Whatever the federal thing is today. Dodge Federal Theater. They tore down the Dodge and rebuilt the Federal Theater. It's beautiful. Uh, Arizona Financial Theater. Oh, okay. And Kill Switch is with them. Yep. We were listening to Killswitch on the golf course yesterday. It's good stuff. Yeah, Killswitch and Lamb of God, that's a good show. Friday night, heck, that's awesome. All right, get a little Lamb of God in there and uh, get this whole day started quite gloriously. I also want to thank everybody again for yesterday. Uh, Again, the Amazon wish list uh, online for KUP deployment went through the moon. Like, we had a bunch of people doing that. So this is going really well. You are supporting the troops, and it isn't just lip service. You're actually doing it, even though... You know, all the people that say, well, where are they? There's, you know, all the troops are home. No, they're not. That's, a, that's what we think is going on. They're not. There's a ton of them out there. I'm getting more emails from families and stuff thanking us this year than I ever have uh, because I think it's that we thought you forgot. We thought you forgot about us kind of feeling, and uh, we haven't. So on November 11th, we pack up the boxes. You guys are getting us the supplies. You can go to our uh, website, 98kupd.com, and check out all the stuff that the, uh, the gang has asked for and uh, – a lot of great things. The playing cards. The dude dropped off all those playing yeah, like 250 cards. 250 decks. It's amazing. 250 decks of playing cards is ridiculous. But, yeah, evidently you guys are hitting that website real hard. And uh, next Thursday, Brett will be out once again as we creep ever so close to Veterans Day for that entire deal. You got Lamb of God ready to go? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. It's Lamb of God tonight at what used to be the Dodge, then the Arizona Federal. Now it's Arizona Financial Theater. Is that the same thing? They just changed their name? I think so. Okay, sure, why not? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's too hard to keep up. Yep. Just that. 
Next year will be something different. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it'll change in a couple months, but whatever it is. You know the one over there by the police Crypto station. Crypto theater. They are, yeah. they <laughs> are really good at renovating that place. Like you Oh, every time. time. I think he tore it down and built a new one. It's not, that's how, the only way I can remember it's a new thing, a new name. I still call it Bank One Ballpark. I, I, I can't. I'm not good at this. Do, Footprint Center just sticks out in my head because of Kirby. <laughs> we made jokes about that, so that one stands in my head. Like, all right, Kirby's got. It's big still feet. America West to me, I and care, I still you know, say yeah. that because I, I went to concerts at America mm-hmm. West. Drove by Compton Terrace yesterday. And like, God, it, you know, it's now, now a it's an off-road dirt track. track. Or something. I've ridden on that thing. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, but you, you drive by and you're like a Compton Terrace. People mm-hmm. would know who are from here what that is. I went and saw Metallica the week that America West opened, and it's in my head the America West, and that's not even an airline anymore. So it's tough for us, Arizona Financial Theater. For the eight months that you are the naming rights to that place, it's going to be, but hey, you're Lamb of God, Kill Switch Engage tonight, and helping you out with your taxes afterwards at Arizona Financial Theater. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fees. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite. Repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.